Welcome to Becoming Limitless. This is the podcast for entrepreneurs who want to optimize their brain and their body with biohacking. I'm going to teach you how to eliminate brain fog and upgrade your health so you can have more productivity, energy, and growth in your business. I'm your host, Tanessa Shears. Let's jump in. Welcome back to the Becoming Limitless podcast. I'm sitting here. It's another blustery, fall day here in Vancouver and I'm curled up with a cup of green tea. Now I go down the rabbit hole on things like when I find something that I'm super excited about or curious about like I dive head on in and lately it has been cleaning up the products in my environment that aren't contributing to my health and my hormonal health and the one that I'm changing out right now is tea. Now I'm just going to give you some something to consider before we dive into our ultimate entrepreneur power up episode today. But specifically with tea, I I didn't know this before, but you know those things that once you know it, you feel like you have to do something about it. Well, I found out that you know how like when you have a tea bag and you put it in a cup of hot water, there was a recent study done that found that like those tea bags, like just like a Lipton green tea bag or whatever brand you use, it can release up to 11.6 billion microplastics in a single cup of tea. Microplastics. I don't want to be consuming that. That does all kinds of havoc on my health. So what I have actually done was I went and tossed out all of my tea bags and I upgraded to not just loose leaf tea, but organic loose leaf tea. And the reason why I went with organic is I didn't know this either. This applies to coffee and green tea, but a lot of these, when they're not organic, um, can carry a lot of pesticides and actually a lot of mold. So I'm looking for like the creme de la creme. I'm testing out a couple of brands on Amazon. I have bought a chamomile and I have bought a green tea. I've got a, an Earl Grey tea on my radar right now, but they are all organic loose leaf. And I'm using one of those metal mesh tea balls in my cup instead. So those are the little upgrades to my health that I'm making right now to help just make sure that I am taking the best care of myself because I never want to have my back up against a wall with my health or my energy or my hormones when I decide to make changes to stuff like that. Like if I find out something is not good for me, I want to make changes to it ASAP. That's just always how I've been how I've been. And if you're a teabag fan right now too, maybe a simple small change you can make this week for your health would be to ditch the tea bags and switch over to a tea ball and some organic loose leaf tea and do your health a favor. Anyways, that almost sounded like a commercial for green tea or for like loose leaf, but it's not. I promise it's just something that I'm interested in right now. And I thought you might be interested too, but Let's talk about what you're really here for today, which is the ultimate entrepreneur power-up. It sounds kind of exciting, right? So here, I'm gonna frame this. There is an alertness dip or an energy dip that many of us experience in the afternoon. And if it is caused by food, it is called a postprandial, that means after meal, alertness dip. Totally normal, right? And there is also a natural circadian rhythm change in your energy in the afternoon. And I have a lot of clients that really do struggle with this afternoon energy crash. I mean, it affects your productivity, it affects your mood, it affects your energy. Maybe you kind of slump home and you're not the parent you want to be or the partner you want to be or you don't have any energy to do anything else except watch Netflix. Like, I hear you, right? And this specific decrease in energy is like that that descent from being awake and alert 
to just like, I just want to take a nap in the afternoon. I don't want to work. I don't feel very productive. Like we know what we're talking about, right? And it, it affects your business. And that's why we're talking about it today. Because if you have trouble focusing, if you have mood fluctuations, if now all of a sudden you're getting distracted, you're not getting anything done, you're fatigued. Maybe you're ending up shopping on Amazon for green tea leaves. <laughs> so I just really want to point to you that like if we can help give you some strategies to overcome this afternoon energy fatigue, it's going to help your business. and It's going to help how you feel in your life, right? And we're going to be going over two main strategies today. And they are both going to be something you can use as a power up for your entrepreneurial brain so that you have the energy you need, sustainable energy, that you feel more sharp, more clear, and more focused in your business, right? We're going to biohack your afternoon energy crashes. So the first of our two ultimate entrepreneur power ups we're talking about today is the power nap. Now, before you're like, I can't nap, stay tuned to this episode because A, I just might convert you into a napper and B, I've got something as a solution for you is if you you like this idea, but you're one of those people that just can't fall asleep. Like I've had clients that have been like, I lay down for a nap and I can't sleep. I've got something for you too. Both of these are power-ups for your brain, especially when you learn what they do. So I get it. Not everyone is a napper, but knowing how to strategically Nap can seriously boost your energy and your focus. Like napping can have so many benefits, including cardiovascular health, like for your your lungs and your heart, right? For your stress levels, because as entrepreneurs, we're not stressed out, right? <laughs> and it can help the stress levels bring it down. It can help with uh, retention of something you have learned or something you are learning. It can help with your memory and it can help with emotional regulation. So if you, like we said, if you're stressed out or you're feeling irritated, power naps can help to reset that. And here is something I I think I heard Andrew Huberman say it. Uh, He's a neuroscientist out of Stanford that talks a lot about how the brain is impacted by different things. He said, remember, sleep is a right of human beings and no one should feel guilty about getting the sleep they need. Mic drop moment, Andrew Huberman. Sleep is a right of human beings and no one should feel guilty about getting the sleep they need. So good, right? And I, uh, here's my belief. Like I generally think that being able to reboot my brain midday, it doesn't make me lazy. It makes me smart because if I can have highly productive afternoons by using a power nap or the second strategy I'm going to talk to you about, well, heck yeah, I'm going to do it because I'm all about having a brain that works really well. Right? So I like to think of these naps as an entrepreneur power up because some of my best work has come after a midday nap or some of my best time with my kids. Like if I want to feel present, right? I don't just want to lay on the couch. I want to go for a walk or I want to work out. Like these power ups help and napping doesn't have to be an everyday thing. You can use it as a power up when needed. So I want to first go through the five reasons that I use napping And then we're going to talk about some guidelines and then we're going to talk about the second option if you find you can't fall asleep, okay? So reason number one that I use a nap as a power-up is it offsets the fatigue I feel the week before my cycle starts. So this, if specifically, if you have an active menstrual cycle, if you get a period every month right now, the week before you get it, you know you're just more tired and that has a lot to do with the fluctuating levels of 
progesterone, the hormone, right? And so if you're feeling really drained and really exhausted during that week, you can't expect your brain to perform at the same readiness, at the same level of focus and clarity as it does maybe in the second week of your cycle. So I like to bring a little compassionate in here. And whether I like it or not, my brain is not on its A game that week, no matter how much I hack it, no matter how many sleep things I do to my routine, like it's just a fact of how my hormones fluctuate. I'm not going to judge myself for it. I'm going to embrace it, right? And my during that phase, like I said, my hormones are dropping, my hunger is increasing, my sleep is disrupted, my energy is slowly slumping. So a quick midday nap can help reboot my brain and my energy. So that's reason number one that I use a power-up nap. Number two is to get my brain back online after a lousy sleep. Because let's be real, sometimes bad sleep happens. And if I didn't get enough sleep, maybe you have a kid waking you up. Maybe you had to stay up late for a deadline or you had a wedding to go to or some other reason you're up during the night. And if your sleep sucked and you, you wake up and you didn't get enough sleep, you're carrying what's called a sleep debt meaning you now have excess sleep that you need to get to fill up that debt to perform properly and to have a high performing brain, well, that can offset the sleep debt, right? Quick nap and it'll replenish that sleep debt and you don't carry it forward all week and therefore you stop that sleep debt dead in its tracks instead of carrying it three or four more days. Because here's a little interesting thing about sleep debt. Let's say your brain needs seven and a half hours of sleep to feel well rested and you get six hours. You now have an hour and a half of sleep debt, right? Seven and a half minus six, hour and a half of sleep debt. Now, if you get a full night of sleep the next night, you are still carrying an hour and a half of sleep debt, which means you now have to oversleep an hour and a half on some other night or combo of some other nights to make up for the sleep debt. And the problem is what most people do is they'll just sleep in really late on the weekends and that's all great, but it hugely throws off your circadian rhythm. It'll give you this thing called social jet lag when your brain and your body literally experience social jet lag because you threw off your sleep schedule so much by sleeping until nine or 10, right? So my favorite way to make up a sleep debt is I Cut the problem off on the day it happens. I get a quick nap in the afternoon and begin replenishing that sleep debt so it doesn't ruin my whole week because a rested brain works faster and is less distracted and it's more productive. And if I don't have to carry that throughout the week, I'm not gonna. So reason number three I love a power nap is to deeply relax if I need to break up large blocks of focused work. So if I kick off my day, let's say it's one of those days where I'm at my desk at 6 a.m. and I have what is it? I have two days a week that are like that. Let's just say I do four hours of focused creative work. Maybe I'm writing a newsletter, creating content for the week, maybe writing out um, an outline for a podcast. Maybe I'm doing some client uh, data reviews, uh, looking at their aura ring stats, uh, helping kind of strategize with them on the plan moving forward. Any kind of deep work like that where you really need your brain, right? And then let's say I have a morning like that and then I have three hours of interviews in the afternoon. And this happens sometimes, right? And I wanna be able to perform for those interviews and I need a refresh. So a power nap midday or the second strategy, which I will tell you about in a bit, it brings my mind and my body back into a state of like deep relaxation and I'm ready to go in the afternoon. It's like a reboot and I need that to perform at that peak level for a sustained amount of time. Reason number four, to get my emotions back in check. If you have ever like in the middle of your workday received a critical email, something that wasn't very nice, um, or you received uh, a troll on social media. It's so funny, like literally right before I jumped on this podcast, I was kindly responding to a 
a not so nice human that was commenting all over my ads on Facebook and Instagram. And that's fine. And this one didn't bother me. Like it's so interesting when you, when you end up putting your, your thought work and your ideas out there into the universe, you have, they're, they're, they're there for people to comment on. And one of the things, this is just a side note. One of the things that I've really started to believe that has worked well for me is that I'm okay with people being wrong about me. Like, and I'm going to tell you this, this gentleman that was uh, all over me in my Instagram, um, my Instagram ad, he was wrong about me. He was, and I'm okay with that. Like, I don't need for him to have a good opinion of me. I'm okay with him being wrong about me. And that thought alone, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how much that really helps deescalate the stress energy when someone tries to attack me or attack my ideas or say I did something wrong. It's okay that they're wrong about me. But let's just say that you haven't installed that belief yet and a troll message or a critical email from a client sends you off and you get anxious. You know, when you spin out, you go into overwhelm, you can't stop thinking about it. You get all uncomfortable. What am I going to say back? You write out the email and then, but you don't send it because you don't want to send emails when you're stressed out. This is where you need to have a power nap and to stop wasting time spinning out because naps help with emotional regulation and they also lower stress hormones. So I'll just honestly, if I'm feeling a little spinny and I notice I'm distracted because I'm thinking about what I should say and how I should phrase it, I'm going to take a quick nap instead of losing half a day of work, ruminating and worrying about someone who's probably not giving me a second thought. All right. So just a little idea on that one there. And lastly, let's go to tip number five. I want to remember what I learned and get smarter. And this is a reason that I nap. So let's just say I'm in the middle of learning a new software, which actually right now I am build like using this AI um, software. I don't even know what to describe it. It's complicated. It's like a CRM mixed with AI mixed with all this stuff. And the dashboard is new and I'm having to figure out where things are and how to edit pages. Like, let's be real. My brain is like stretching right now, learning a new software, how this you know, AI bot works and researching and I'm reading and I'm integrating and I'm, you know, searching YouTube for how to change the default font. You know, when you're in that as an entrepreneur, you're figuring out something new. Honestly, sometimes I'll just go and take a quick nap because when you have a nap, it boosts your ability to remember what you learned. So if you're integrating new how-tos, steps, setting things up, you've learned something new, you've read something new. If you go and take a nap, literally naps as little as 17 minutes can have potent effects on learning. Um, NASA actually found that naps as little as 26 minutes improved performance in their astronauts by 34% and improved daytime alertness by 50%. So if you're telling yourself you can't nap, if, if people at NASA are doing it, there is a possibility that you could do it too. So those are my five uh, reasons that I actually use naps. Now, hopefully that was convincing to you. If you want to be cool as a cucumber, you want to get smarter, be deeply relaxed, not be so tired and get your brain back online. Like those are all great reasons, right? So let's go into a bit of the guidelines for napping because Like we said, napping can be amazing for some people, but it is not for everyone. Here, I'm gonna give you some basic guidelines, and these are taken uh, a lot from, there's a great book I read. If you ever wanna like get deep and nerdy on sleep, Why We Sleep by Dr. Matthew Walker. Oh my gosh, the first time I read that book, I was like, this is so cool. We spend a third of our life doing this? How do people not know all this stuff? Like, that's why I'm so passionate about sleep. There's very little in our life we do as much as we sleep. And 
I mean, considering how much we do it, you think we'd be excellent at it, but there's so much room for improvement. This was a great book. So a lot of these guidelines do come directly from Dr. Walker's work. So first of all, if you struggle with sleep at night, like if you experience or have been diagnosed with insomnia, like large stretches of awake time, inability to fall asleep, um, it's generally advised don't nap during the day especially if you have been diagnosed or think you have insomnia. Like be, the reason for that is there is something that builds up the longer you are awake. It is called sleep pressure and it has to do with a chemical called adenosine. The longer you are awake, the more adenosine you have. Now, if you take a map, nap in the middle of the day, it actually gets rid of all that adenosine, which is why naps help you wake up. But the problem is if you have f- trouble falling asleep at night, it can decrease some of that sleep pressure that you feel and potentially make the sleep problems you have at night way worse. So if you're in that category, don't nap. If you don't have trouble falling asleep at night and you can nap regularly, then it may be fine. But here's a couple guidelines for you if this sounds like you. In general, I do try to limit my naps to about 20 to 25 minutes at the very most to avoid going into very deep stages of sleep. So When you fall asleep, you descend from alertness and awakeness through to light sleep. And then a typical sleep cycle, uh, this is not every sleep cycle, but typical sleep cycles, you go into deep sleep and then you transition up through light sleep and then you dream a little bit and then you go back to light sleep and this cycle continues. Now, the average sleep cycle is anywhere between 90 and 110 minutes. It does obviously depend on the quality of your sleep, your genetics, a whole bunch of other things. But if you start letting your naps get past that 20 minute mark, you actually enter into some of those deeper stages of sleep. Now, what can happen is something called sleep inertia. So let's say you did a 40 minute nap and you were well into your your deep sleep or maybe your REM sleep. If you wake yourself up in the middle of deep sleep, it can take hours for you to recover the level of alertness and focus that you had had prior to your nap. REM sleep, same problem but maybe not as long as four hours. Maybe it'll take you like an hour or 30 minutes. But the problem is, is you're going to be feeling so much more groggy than when you laid down. And that feels like it completely defeats the point. So you want to limit your naps to 20 to 25 minutes. There's honestly even been research that has shown that 10 minute naps can be highly effective, especially if you're wanting to, um, uh, dial in on the memory aspect and the learning aspect. So Uh, that 90 to 110 minute cycle, we want to make sure we don't get all the way into that. Now, on the other hand, if you have a long time to sleep, you might want to consider having a nap that's around an hour and a half. This is because at le- if you have a nap that's 90 minutes or so, you will a- be able to finish a full sleep cycle and wake up feeling refreshed. Where the danger zone is, is when you're going longer than 20 to 25 minutes or less than an hour and a half. So if you're having an hour nap, you may just be setting yourself up to feel very groggy, right? So that is something you'll wanna consider is if you're having a longer nap, I would aim for like an hour and a half. Now, there's also a caveat to that. If you are someone that struggles with sleep, Having a nap that is like an hour and a half, two hours, you know, you have those long, luxurious afternoon naps, it can interfere with your nighttime sleep because just naturally you're not going to feel as tired. It's going to have decreased that sleep pressure we talked about quite a lot. So if you're just wanting the ultimate entrepreneur power up, the little boot midday, keep it less than 20 minutes. That's the that's just the guideline, all right? Unless you can get a full hour and a half, 
and then you you may run the risk of waking up at a funky time. So just keep that in mind. Two more guidelines. Number one, avoid napping late in the afternoon. The good rule of thumb, cut your nap off about six to seven hours before bedtime. And in general, for most people, this looks, make sure your naps are done by 4 p.m. At the latest, I like to say 3 p.m. Um, and this is to prevent it Uh, interfering with your sleep because you will need to build up a significant amount of sleep pressure again so you can be tired at bedtime. And if you are napping until 6 or 7 p.m. at night, you won't have time to build that sleep pressure and you may have trouble falling asleep. Now, there is this last guideline. There there was a a trend. It's funny. one One of the very first interviews I've ever done on sleep, they asked me about this interesting nap thing where you drink a cup of coffee and then you go for a nap. And then by the time you wake up from your 15 to 20 minute nap, the caffeine is kicked in and you're like, yeah, ready to go. Um, that I would not do that specifically because naps are likely going to be in the afternoon, right? Well, not only can the caffeine reduce the effectiveness of the nap, but caffeine later in the day can wreak absolute havoc on your sleep at night. Even if you're like, I can fall asleep after a cup of coffee. Sure, but it does not mean that there is not a deterioration in the sleep architecture or the quality of your sleep, right? Your deep or your REM sleep. So guidelines for napping, don't do it if you have insomnia. Keep it 20 minutes or less. Keep it before 4 p.m. or 3 p.m. And don't do this whole like coffee nap wake up thing. It's just, it it biologically doesn't make a lot of sense. Okay, so you've been listening and you're like, cool, I love the power nap idea, but Tanessa, I can never fall asleep at nap time. Ooh, I've got something for you. And it goes by two names. Um, This is a term that was coined by uh, Andrew Huberman. He's a neuroscientist I referred to earlier. It is called non-sleep deep rest or NSDR. Hey, here's something you don't want to miss. Have you ever felt that mid-morning or afternoon slump? Well, you can say goodbye to that with my Entrepreneur's Guide to 12 Energy Boosting Hacks. In this free playbook, you're going to discover proven strategies that top leaders swear by. I even had someone email me about how annoying it was that everything actually worked because now they couldn't stop. This free playbook might be just the game changer you need. Grab it in the show notes. It's called 12 Ways to Biohack Your Energy. Non-sleep deep rest or NSDR. It's actually very similar to yoga nidra. Now, yoga nidra is a type of yoga, not that what you are familiar with. So if you've ever done yoga, you know that there's the practice of shavasana at the end where you like lay on the floor, deep rest, where you stay completely still. That's actually yoga nidra. And it's very similar to this non-sleep deep rest or NSDR. And what it is, it's a term that is used to describe uh, a bunch of things that you can do behaviorally that direct your brain and body into a like a very deep, relaxed state. So it's a tool that you can tap into at any point and it can teach you how to relax your body in real time. And not only does it help you fully relax and reboot to get back into your business, but Research has shown that this specific, this NSDR, non-sleep deep rest, can help you recover some of the sleep that you may not have been getting at night. So for example, if you're waking up with, um, you had a short sleep and you are carrying a sleep debt and you can't have a nap, non-sleep deep rest has actually been shown to help replenish some of that sleep that you have lost. And on top of that, it also helps you to get back 
some of the levels of dopamine that has been deteriorated. So dopamine is all about reward seeking, right? And, uh, and motivation. And naturally, as we, you know, go throughout the day, dopamine depletes, right? And that means motivation depletes and our cognitive function depletes. Well, NSDR has actually been shown in research to help replenish those things, specifically replenish dopamine. So there's so many good things about it. And it's been backed up by like so much research, which is really good to see because there's like physical benefits, there's psychological benefits on your stress, there's neurochemical benefits. We talked about the dopamine. And specifically, I love to recommend NSDR to my clients if they struggle with sleep issues, if they uh, find they have anxiety or they get really wound up during the day, or they have trouble with self-regulation. And what this might look like is you find that when you do a check-in, if you even remember to check in with yourself and you find you've been like shallow chest breathing and you find your body is tense and you feel uncomfortable or anxious or you're worried about something, if you have trouble regulating that stress in your body, NSDR is a really good thing to put in your afternoon and it is so good for restoring your brain so that you can jump back into more focused work. Now, yoga nidra, you'll notice I mentioned that as well, is it's, it's a form of meditation and can also be very beneficial for relaxation and better sleep. It is very similar, although there are slight differences and a lot of the research that I have been referring to has been done on NSDR specifically, not yoga nidra, although having done them personally, both, they are both very similar. Now, how can you get your hands on uh, some NSDR, right? How can you try it out? Literally, it's a power up in the afternoon for entrepreneurs. There are different NSDRs available on YouTube. Now, there are two resources that I'm gonna give you. Number one, if you go on YouTube and you type in like Andrew Huberman and NSDR, there's a couple different scripts that are available. They're like um, guided, uh, they're kind of like guided meditations, except they're a little bit different. And I think he has a 10 minute one and maybe a 15 or a 20 minute one. They're completely free. Go check those out. There is another channel that I quite like. Uh, it's Saravoya Yoga and the creator, her name is Ali Boothroyd and she has both Yoga Nidra and she has NSDR on her channel. Um, so this is definitely a great option for you to check out. And they, the, the, what NSDR specifically is, is it has different components of it, like long exhale breathing. And the, the benefit to that long exhale breathing is it lowers your heart rate. Because if you didn't know this, when you breathe in, your heart rate speeds up. When you breathe out, your heart rate slows down. So it ex by extending the exhale, it helps to slow your heart rate down, right? It also helps with different perceptual shifts, whether if you've been stressed out, it'll help you reframe and wind down. And you can literally use it any point during the day. And as a fun bonus, if you wake up in the middle of the night, yoga nidra, NSDR, definitely things that you can do. Now, the guidelines for this is you can honestly do yoga nidra anywhere from 10 minutes to 30 minutes during the day. You can do it every day. There's no real guidelines for this because it is just beneficial. There's no real negative to doing this. And it's as simple as this. Search it up on YouTube, lay down on your office floor. Maybe you even have a yoga mat that you tuck under your desk or in the corner so that that's there for you. But it's super similar and the, the benefits are really similar to napping, right? In terms of restoration. Like I like to look at NSDR and yoga nidra as a restorative tool. It can help me recover sleep, like I said. 
it's particularly beneficial if you are going through a season maybe where you have a young baby, a new puppy, you've got something stressful on the horizon like a family disagreement, a divorce, you're moving houses and your sleep is disrupted, right? This can help restore your ability to focus and concentrate. So if you really need it, you can use this right before you hit your desk in the morning, another 10 minute hit in the afternoon, right? So benefits of it, we've kind of gone over them already, but we're looking at restoring those levels of dopamine in the brain so that it can help with cognitive performance and it can help keep you motivated. Uh, It helps you relax, right? Because during NSDR, you can get into that really deep state of relaxation and it teaches you how to relax. And I, I find a lot of my clients really struggle with this when they first start with me is like they don't know how to relax and NSDR is a guided way of teaching your body how to relax so that you can replicate this whenever you need it right also it enhances creativity it's kind of neat research has shown that the increase in in dopamine can help you come up with newer ideas better ideas and this is why I do like to put this in the middle of my day because if I come back in the afternoon and I need to do some creative work this is going to help with that Uh, It helps improve your sleep and it'll help you be able to fall asleep better and stay asleep better if done during the day. And of course, you can do it at night. And lastly, we talked about that anxiety management and self-regulation. So if you deal with any of those, there are so many amazing benefits to helping you wind down. So we have just covered two amazing things. We call them the ultimate entrepreneur power-up because you can choose either one, power naps or NSDR. So it's kind of good to know that like, Just because you have a funky sleep, you had a social night out, something went off with your morning that you have the tool to recover. And it is not to be expected that with these tools, you feel zen and at peace and lovely all the time. Although I'm sure that's great if some people do that. For me, I still have moments where I get stressed out. I still have moments where I feel overwhelmed or I'm fixated on something or I'm ruminating or worrying about something. But the power is in having a tool to be able to change your state when you want it. Like that is the ultimate goal is to have a toolbox and then not only to have the tools, but to implement them when you need them. So I hope that has been really helpful for you. It has been very helpful for me and many of my clients when you're struggling with that anxiety, that stress, or that lack of focus that just happens to creep up on us sometimes. But if you loved this, I would really appreciate it if you would pop over to Instagram. I'm at Tanessa Shears. And can you just pop into my DMs or maybe share on your Instagram story? Like, if you're gonna implement this, if you love it, what you learned, what you found fascinating, because I always love hearing what is resonating from you. So I hope that should you have a little more of a lower energy afternoon this week, that you now have the entrepreneurial power up you need to get back your focus. I'll talk to you next week, bye. Hey, if you're hearing me right now, you might be an entrepreneur who feels like this. Every single thing I had was going into my businesses and there was no room left for me. And that means I wasn't eating right. I was, my stress levels were just off the charts. And I was getting these headaches and I just felt like my health was not where it could be, where it should be. Every day I woke up really tired and actually all day long I was tired and I couldn't understand why. And this was really in the way of my productivity. I gained 20 pounds in one year, and that's mostly because of work stress. I've never seemed to have the control over my own health. This podcast will help you with all of that. I'm sharing everything I know and everything I'm learning about how to get healthy, 
optimize your focus and eliminate brain fog for faster business growth. But if you want someone to take all of these strategies, create a simple plan and help you bring it to life with weekly coaching, I'd love to work with you in my Becoming Limitless program. This is the high touch intensive program that I have created to coach entrepreneurs like you to get back on track with their health, get really good sleep and start waking up feeling well rested. The biggest impact was really around overall well-being and sleep. So I started tracking my sleep and it was very data-driven what we did. And I saw measurable progress and improvement week to week, month to month. Now I prioritize sleep. I have my whole family on a better sleep schedule. You'll get my expert eyes on what you eat and help you develop a simple plan that sticks. Well, she helped me really figure out what works for me nutrition-wise. It's not just like some cookie-cutter plan. It's let's figure out what works best for your body and just optimize everything so I can show up at my best for my family, for my business, and just feel good. And of course, have you showing up to your business with clear, focused thinking so you can scale your business faster. Both my companies have grown over the last two years. I'm waking up more energized and I'm able to be more productive in my business. You're gonna learn how to optimize your brain and your body using a combination of wearable technology, accountability, science-based biohacks, and weekly personalized coaching. I'm not only gonna share what to do, but I'm gonna teach you how to be consistent and develop the self-discipline that keeps this going for the rest of your life. Coaching is where the magic really happens because Without coaching, you'll end up right where you started because those blocks and those underlying patterns that got you here are still there. You have to really rewire the way you think and that's what Tanessa hopes you do. And it's good to have somebody who's got your back, who will hold you accountable and who will help you work through this process together. I help you become a human being instead of just a human doing. You get to have your health and a successful business too. It doesn't have to be a choice. So she really taught me a lot about how to balance being an entrepreneur and a business owner and also not sacrifice my health. Yep, you can use the gold mine of information in these free episodes of the Becoming Limitless podcast to help you take control of your health and you will feel more vibrant. But if you want, you can outsource your health to me and put your brain power back on growing your business. If you're ready to commit to upgrading your health and start feeling more energized within the next couple of months, click the link in the show notes and book in a consultation call with me. My life today is not even recognizable the life I had a year ago. And that's because of everything that Tanessa has put into the program. So if you're on the fence, get off the fence. Your future self will thank you for it. Highly suggest working with Tanessa. I would highly suggest doing a consultation call with her, doing her program, seeing what she's about and seeing if she's a good fit for you because she is definitely committed to her clients and she definitely knows what she's talking about. So go work with Tanessa. She's really amazing and she's going to help you get your energy back. Hit the link in the show notes and book in to talk with me about your health and I'll see you on our first call.